Hello and welcome to another edition of the Panthers Tracks podcast. I'm your host, Ellis Williams, once again, joined by me, myself, and I. Uh, I talked to y'all yesterday, and we're going at it again today. I'm going to try to crank these out as frequent as possible. Uh, there's a lot going on with the Panthers. This is this incredibly interesting time to be a Panthers fan. <laughs> I said it yesterday, you know, you got the first and third overall picks from the 2018 draft here in Spartanburg competing for the starting job. And unsurprising to nobody, that's exactly what we're going to get into today. Uh, I, I want to expand, though, on the offensive line later, talk a little bit about the D-line. Uh, but we're always going to focus on these quarterbacks. That's what y'all want to hear. <laughs> that's where all the development is. And I thought that we learned something new today about where this competition is headed. So let's get right into it. Again, appreciate y'all for listening. Uh, the, the, some of the feedback has been appreciated and understood, and we're gonna keep working every day to make this a, a better and consumable product for everybody who's listening or watching. And that's where we're gonna get things started at. So let's start with some notable news. Today, Matt Rule made it pretty clear that this quarterback competition is not going to be solved anytime soon. You know, welcome to the unknown world of the Carolina Panthers quarterback. It's a situation that is extremely unique in this league. There's some quarterback competitions going on across the NFL. You know, maybe you think of Atlanta. Uh, there ain't one in Tennessee, but... Uh, Malik Willis is there. You think of Pittsburgh, that's been fascinating to follow. Kenny Pickett could be a, a third stringer. Mason Rudolph and Mitch Trubisky, both, both ahead of them right now. You know, just follow, following what we do on Twitter this time of year. There's so much going on, y'all. And then you got what's happening in Carolina. And today we saw Baker Mayfield take first-team reps after Sam Darnold did so on day one. We're recording this late night. Uh, I got CSL Charlotte Sports Live to do later. It's been a long day. They're all going to be long days. This pod probably won't be as long as the first pod. You know, it's funny. Yesterday I was like, uh, yeah, I need to, you know, keep talking, keep talking. I was like, you got to fill this time. And then before you know it, you got a 30 minute podcast. And I mean, maybe, maybe that's the perfect amount. Maybe it isn't. I don't know. We'll, we'll, we'll see how it goes. Uh, but there, there's a there's a part of doing this that needs to be tight, right? And that's how I think the rest of this camp is going to be for the Panthers. It's going to get tighter. It's going to get more concise. They're going to start trimming some of this, the fat off. Matt Rule said today that they're ready to distribute these reps still evenly, but both Baker and Sam Darnold will work exclusively with the ones. Yeah, and, and all of this is fluid, all of this is flexible, but it seems like the onboarding process has been completed. The, the goal of the Panthers was to allow Baker to have some time to transition into this easy man while Sam, like I said yesterday, picks up where he left off. And Baker had a, a better day. He, the near picks need to stop i don't know if 
those will in time. What will change in time is Baker's ability to complete passes downfield and be aggressive. That happened today in a inside run segment where he, you know, had a play fake booted right. He, he's real effective on the perimeter when it's available to him. And he had DJ Moore on a deep, what, what Madden players will know is a, is a corner strike. And DJ, you know, had his man beat, extended it a little bit and got to both feet in bounds and made a heck of a catch play of the day, if you ask me. And uh, he, he, had a, he had a couple of nice plays with DJ today. He had a deep post to DJ. Uh, he had a, t- a couple touchdowns to DJ, one on the spot route where you Baker fit a ball in a really tight window. Could have been picked, but, you know, it's a touchdown. And I don't mean that could have been picked as in it was a bad throw. That's, that's where the ball needed to, to be. I'm out here trying to dodge my mic. Uh, I still got the drip Bayless mic. And I realized that listeners of this podcast have no idea what I'm talking about. I have a black microphone in front of me that is not plugged into my laptop because I don't have the right cord. But, you know, it, it looks all right. And shout out drip. Drip Bayless uh, inspired inspired the, the, the decor in my podcast lab out here in Spartanburg. Um. I digress. Baker Mayfield was sharp today after getting those two uh, miscommunicated throws out of his system. There was a back shoulder ball that Robbie Anderson just kept running on that Baker thought he would stop on. Who knows whose fault it is? That isn't really the point. It's just a, it's just an error. It's an offensive error. And Dante Jackson almost picked it. And those are the type of things that you can expect early. Again, Matt Rule said, I, I can't, after practice, he said, I can't evaluate Baker Mayfield after two practices. So now we're going to see both these guys work with the ones. And I think this competition will very slowly start to figure itself out. I don't think this team's in any rush to name a starter, pick a starter. They have reason to favor Baker or want Baker to win. But again, I, there's, I don't think there's a, anyone on the coaching staff who's rooting one way or the other. They're just going to make an honest assessment and play the quarterback who's executing the offense the best, but also, you know, taking hold and command of that quarterback room and really the team. Scott Fitterer said it uh, when he talked on Tuesday, you know, um, you know what, actually that was, that would have been his virtual presser the last time we got him, but he wants a quarterback who comes in, commands the room, grabs it, has complete control of everything. You just know, you just know when you have the right guy. And Matt Rule has said that too. And it's going to take time for that to, to manifest here for the Panthers. But today we learned that this team's in no rush. It's going to be a while. And Baker Mayfield, when working with the first team, as you know, makes sense, is going to give his playmakers a chance to do exactly that. Switching gears to some other notable news. Carlos Dunlap today, free agent edge rusher, signed with the Kansas City Chiefs, a one-year deal worth $8 million. The Panthers and 
Dunlap had been circling each other for a while. Carlos was in Charlotte about uh, in June, a little more than a month ago, on a two-day visit. He left without a contract. To the both parties stayed involved, but uh, a deal never materialized. And now you see Carlos Dunlap head to Kansas City. I asked Matt Rule today, in light of that signing, or is there any concern that the market's getting thin? And politically, he said Scott will handle that, and that's the truth. Um, but he's not worried. The team isn't worried about that position yet. There, there's not. They're not in a panic mode. There's no urgency to go out and get someone necessarily. They are comfortable letting, you know, Etor figure this out, Marquise figure this out. Yeah, of course, you know what you got in Brian Burns. Uh, they're going to let these edge rushers grow into their role. And it's hard to tell but until they, you know, put, put, put these pads on, which will happen Monday. Uh, again, it's only day two. It's only practice two, right? So they're going to wait until they really know what they have. Injuries happen. Transactions happen. 49ers cut D4 today. I, I would think that's a logical name to watch, even though I don't know if he is necessarily still got it. And, you know, I'm, I'm probably not ready to make that assessment, I, you know, to, to, to go all in on something. I like to watch the tape, get a thorough understanding of where a player is at, what have they done for me lately, right? Um, you know, I would watch his last four games and, and see, see what he looks like, you know, figure out his injury history, make a couple calls, figure out what D4 still has before I say something like that. But just initially, you wonder if that's the right guy. Jason Pierre-Paul still out there. You're probably getting a bit of the same there these are these are vets these are old, old guys i thought carlos done that made a lot of sense but there's also eight million dollars in a super bowl contender who wanted his services as well so you understand why dunlap made that decision money talks but you know i don't i don't think the panthers were gonna go near that number i think they would have went near they would have thought about it but you combine the money with the opportunity and you see how how Dunlap lands where he does so there's still options out there for Carolina but like Matt Rule said today I don't think there's any rush um this team is in a spot with its defensive line where it still has some question marks but offensively they really don't have any excuse me on the offensive line they really don't have any um of course, the group of five that they land on need to put it together and, and show chemistry and prove they can be a, a unit. I thought Matt Rule said something really interesting today about we have, I'm paraphrasing, but he, he said that they know they have, are going to have a bunch of talented guys make the team, but sorting out who the starting five is going to be will be up to these players to quote compete it out. And I like that because that's the truth. They're gonna they're gonna have to compete this out and see what their best combination is. And unlike quarterback, 
I think you can be a little more fluid with the offensive line. I understand the fear of, you know, 14 combinations and 17 weeks or whatever the ridiculous number was a year ago, but that's because of injury. That was because of, you know, poor performance. I don't see this offensive line necessarily performing poorly. And that's why they need, would need to make a switch. They're going to just, play around with this until they have it completely optimized injuries happen you know this this might this might sort itself out before anyone really has to make a decision you know knock on wood no one hopes or forecasts that on any nfl player but that's just the reality of this league so you know panthers probably have like seven maybe eight pretty good offensive linemen you know one or two things happen this this might take care of itself if it turns into the cornerback room all of a sudden you know this might sort itself out so to, to wrap that up before I transition to the cornerbacks, I'd have been a great transition, man. I'd have been Mike Greenberg with this, but um, the offensive line, the left tackle situation, Ikumukwanu is working mostly at left tackle. Brady Christian, Brady Christensen, excuse me, is getting those first team reps, but I saw plenty of times where he slides over to guard and then Ikum comes in and, and takes those first team tackle reps and you know then he's back out and they rotate saw the same thing today with uh bradley bozeman and pat Alfline at center you know bradley's getting those first team reps with pats in there pretty quickly michael jordan is even getting uh some first team reps at guard that right side seems pretty locked down with austin corbett and taylor moton we, we expected that uh but you know center on over to the left to the left on, on some beyonce it is going to be fun to keep following and see how it develops They've got a plethora of options. It, it, it makes the most sense to play Ikumi Kwanu, your, your number six overall pick there. Uh, but I don't think it's a panic if he doesn't play there. Like, this is this can be fluid. It doesn't have to be, but it can be. Because you need your quarterback to be someone who you pick, go with, ride with, and only would replace if it was abysmal play or injury. You saw what the 49ers did with the Jimmy Garoppolo and Trey Lance situation. They just came out and said straight up, yo, this is this is Trey Lance's team. No ifs, ands, or buts about it. Jimmy knows what's up. This is this is Trey's show now. Okay. If on the offensive line, it's it's not it's, it's not that serious, right? Like they can monkey with this as long as they want to. And if it goes into the season, it goes into the season. Like I, I just I don't know maybe I'm off base with that. I'm a I'm a <laughs> anyone who knows me knows I have no experience uh, up front on the offensive line. My stature would never have allowed it. Um, if you're watching this video, you understand my stature would never have allowed it. But from what I just understand about the game, I I don't think there's a huge urgency to just nail down this these five guys and start that same group for 17 straight games. Um, it's about getting the best group eventually, sooner rather than later, yes. But if someone ain't ready, someone ain't ready. And they can eventually become that quarterback. Once they pick a guy, they got to ride that out. Uh, I, I just think that it's healthy to differentiate those two positions, even though there are, uh, I think, some similarities going on with when you're talking about left tackle and quarterback, considering 
the new faces the Panthers have put in those spots. Um, talking about cornerbacks real quick, it's a it's a room that had a sea of depth and now all of a sudden looks thin. It, it was one of their most experienced positions. All of a sudden, you have J.C. Horn moving to the active PUP list, physically unable to perform due to that right foot. Uh, it's soreness, he reported after the conditioning test. And then Rashawn Melvin retires, 32-year-old, 10-year vet. I asked Matt Rule today if he expects the team to sign anybody, and, and he does. Uh, someone will – they're going to work out some guys on Friday, and I, I would be surprised if a signing doesn't happen uh, shortly after that. It, 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 I doubt it's someone that they would see as a – you know, even in, in there too deep. I'm not sure on that, but essentially this would be a signing about depth. And they, they have to, you know, I said, again, I said this yesterday, but it's a, it's a long, sweaty, high rep camp, especially for those cornerbacks, man. We haven't even seen one-on-one yet. Oh man. Wait till we see some one-on-ones, man. I just, I want to see Robbie go at somebody. I mean, obviously everyone wants to see DJ, but DJ is, DJ is going to cook. I'm going to see what Terrace has. I've seen Rashad Higgins before. Uh, CJ Saunders. This and, Anyone who saw my tweet, I know it says CJ Sanders. First of all, I don't give a rip. Um, not because I don't care about accuracy, because that, that's just an autocorrect error. Uh, where, you know, you can only be so perfect on Twitter. Uh, CJ, man, that boy's cold. That boy, that boy's got some releases. He clearly is trusted. He, he's getting some first team reps working with DJ and Robbie. That that young man's gonna keep getting opportunities to make some plays. It's gonna be fun to watch him in one on ones. The cornerbacks are gonna have a, a tough task. CJ Henderson looked good today. Uh, he, he he mirrored DJ Moore on a deep post route that really was had no chance of being completed because CJ was there set for set, stride for stride. It's one of the best receivers in football. And the former number nine. I'm gonna be real chill. I always forget, like between Derek Brown, JC Horn, and CJ Henderson. I think they all were like pick seven, eight, or nine. And I don't know, I can never remember which one was what. <laughs> but they're all Panthers now, right? So uh for CJ Henderson, a a player picking the top ten, same year as Derek Brown. There's a lot of optimism there from this team i understand why fans would be optimistic i was impressed with what i saw today we'll see but especially if this jc horn injury lingers it's gonna be a lot of pressure on cj henderson to to maybe become a de facto number one he was drafted to do it i mean jacksonville drafted him at either seven eight or nine i'm not gonna start i'm not gonna pound on my keys and start googling stuff keep the bit going right um jacksonville selected cj to replace jalen ramsey it was it was the, the the draft months after they traded jalen to the rams that off season so you know unless the jags just have an abysmal draft department which i would argue they don't because 
they all have signed or been traded elsewhere since, you know, from Malik Jackson to Jalen Ramsey, minus Blake Bortles. There's going to be some draft heads not liking any of this, and I respect that. Y'all are probably right. But, no, I just – I couldn't see, right? That, 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 that's a key in life. Don't pick your battles, homie. Um, CJ had, was sucked with those expectations, and he might be forced back into them here in Carolina if this J.C. Horn injury lingers. We'll see. But I would expect someone to be signed here soon as early as – Perhaps when you're listening to this podcast, perhaps Carolina already signed someone by the time you listen to this podcast. Um, a couple notes. Like I said, Panthers will be in pads on Monday. They've been practicing in helmets and shorts, or if you're Baker Mayfield pants. <laughs> uh, Baker wore shorts today, uh, just because I know that's such a big topic of discussion. You know, what's Baker doing? What what Baker Mayfield's doing? Um, I underestimated how many. Browns followers would slide back through and want to see what's going on with Baker Mayfield. I don't know why I thought they'd, they'd be over it, but they're not. And it's from every direction. You got people rooting for Baker. You got people hoping he fails. It's incredible. Browns fans are one of a kind. I'm starting to get to know your, you Panther fans a little better. It's been all love. I appreciate it. Hope we're doing all right out here. Um, one little fun note on practice. Wide receiver Robbie Anderson and and Dante got into it. Had a little heated exchange after a goal line fade that uh, Baker Mayfield threw up to Robbie. It fell incomplete. I mean, gosh, I've watched Baker do this for two years straight with Odell Beckham Jr. Man, like you, I don't think Baker has thrown a touchdown in the red zone outside the hashes. I, I mean, I'm, I don't have the data in front of me. I just haven't seen it. Yeah. So when that ball sailed out of bounds, I wasn't surprised. And then Dante had some words for Robbie. Robbie had some words for Dante. Dante kept going. The defensive back sideline kind of starts inching towards the pylon. Robbie takes his helmet off. There's more bars being said. Baker kind of rushes over, pulls Robbie aside. Robbie still got some words. Dante gets back to his sideline while they're all celebrating. And you could have whipped out the turnover chain, even though there was no turnover and the Panthers don't have any chains. But it felt like that type of moment. And I'm not even going to lie, man. I, I was hyped. That, that stuff's fun. That's what this. That's what football's about. That's what's definitely what fall camp's about. Give me that energy. Give me the the enthusiasm. Give me the the, the, the hunger, the, the dog, and the, 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 the reason they're out there, you know? That they're, it's, it's, it's a bunch of alphas trying to prove that they that do. So Dante brought it today. Robbie always going to bring it. Um, it's, it's up to Baker to find a way to get Robbie the ball there, man. Like, I don't know. You're never going to be that open on a goal line fade. I, I, I digress. It's, I'm not one of these people that hate the goal line fade. Like, I wouldn't call it. But if you're going to throw it, give him a chance. I say I don't hate it and then say I wouldn't call it. Maybe I do hate it. It's just fun about this. You know, it's therapy. We're just talking. We're just figuring this all out in real time, just like real life. So tomorrow, what to expect tomorrow? Um, 
again, I'm not sure when you're going to be listening to this, but this was day two. We're going into day three. Sounds like as I started this podcast talking about Baker and Sam, we're going to continue to split reps evenly. Poor Matt Corral, poor PJ Walker, each only with two or three reps each today in each session, I should say. So, you know, they, they got like six throws total. That must be frustrating for a young man and Matt Corral, PJ Walker playing for practice squad reps at this point, or just, you know, trying to put some good game film on, on tape so that he can be employed elsewhere. And that, that's going to continue. You know, team needs to figure out who their, who their quarterback is. And that that's going to be the storyline for the foreseeable future. And, and we'll keep chatting about it as long as y'all enjoy this space, enjoy the updates. Let me, let me say something about Sam real quick. Um, let me, like someone will go and stop me. Ha, 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 ha. Um, Sam continues to check the ball down, continues to make the right decisions. I thought he threw some really nice scheme balls today. He hit uh, Derek Wright on a, a little uh, wheel route out of the slot, undrafted free agent. 83, I believe, number 83. Um, hit him on a little wheel route on the, up the left sideline. Skinged up real nice. Sam looked off the high safety, held him for a second, and delivered that right into Derek's right hip. I think he opened up to it, swung open. Really nice ball. Sam had another similar wheel to Stephen Sullivan, I believe. Could have been Colin Thompson, too. One of the tight ends. It's great placement. It's good to see Sam know being, I don't want to say advanced in the scheme, but just knowing when you have your shot plays like that, when to take it, not looking underneath, not looking low, keeping your eyes high, working high to low, taking it when it's obviously there. I mean, like blatantly there. Those are going to win him big points in Ben McAdoo's review room. When they all sit down, he's going to tell Sam, you went where the play was designed and put, picked a matchup that was favorable. That's, that's what any offensive coordinator wants, especially this time of year. Because the freelance to make plays isn't available, and neither of these quarterbacks are good at that. It's not their strength. You don't want to see Baker Mayfield running around trying to beat Kyler Murray. Because he isn't. No one is. And he ain't Patrick Mahomes. But Baker does try to extend and we've seen what happens when Sam tries to extend these guys have lead the NFL in interceptions since they entered the league the Panthers have the two quarterbacks who have thrown the most interceptions in football since 2018 they're both in the 50s it's mid 50s I want to say Sam has a slight lead over Baker but I'm not sure but Baker has a like a two to one lead on him in touchdowns and that's that's the difference you know you can live with Baker's turnovers because on some Brett Favre stuff, he puts the ball in the end zone enough. Well, define enough, right? But he puts the ball in the end zone more than Sam Darnold has. I'll say this about Sam. Heard an interesting defense of him today. Someone thought that he shouldn't have been playing right away as a rookie. Then his second year, and I, you know, it's, it, it jogged memory, right? Um, he caught mono, missed like five or six weeks, had that atrocious game against New England, 
when he was seeing ghosts. I mean, these are these are pillars in your in your career as a as a he's a twenty one year old. Yeah, he'd have been like twenty two probably. Yeah, I bet he was. I bet he was twenty two when he's seeing he's seeing ghosts. Recovering from mono. I think Robbie Anderson missed some games that year. Uh, year three, Robbie leaves. Robbie heads to Carolina. And has his has a career year. So Sam's throwing to. Trying to think of some fantasy receivers from the Jets. Don't know. You know, we've never drafted them. I mean, not since Brandon Marshall, Eric Decker, or now Elijah Moore. <laughs> Am I right? So, and then he comes to Carolina and has an offensive coordinator who ends up being replaced midseason at, at the bye week. And now he's in his new system. So, I don't know. I thought that was a concise. I don't do anything concise except type. And that's only because you have to. Uh, but I thought that was a concise way to frame Robbie's career. Is it excuse making, perhaps? But I thought it was—I thought it was fair. I'd say a lot of the same stuff about Baker Mayfield too. I don't know, and that's why you have uh, two displaced quarterbacks now in Carolina. I think I've been talking for a bit. I always forget to start a timer before I do this because it's just fun to open up and get to chatting. Um, I went to New Way bar today for a late lunch. Anyone Spartanburg or Panther fans may know what I'm talking about. I, hopefully I'm pronouncing it right. I don't know. Just like a straight up dive bar that had some really good burgers uh, recommended on Twitter. So shout out dude who recommended that. I appreciate it uh charlotte sports live later it's gonna be fun tune in to our our buddies over there on queen city news there's some real ones and it's been fun man i, I hope if you're listening you're able to get to spartanburg say what's up if you see me um i know i'm i'm new to all this at, you know new to all this meaning I'm, I'm new to carolina panthers camp in spartanburg but this is fun it's a it's a it's a heck of a opportunity and privilege to bring Carolina Panthers coverage to anybody who's willing to listen and read. I don't take it for granted in the slightest. So thank you as always. I'll try not to end every podcast being all Minnesota nice, but it, it truly does mean a lot. And we're only at day two. We're gonna be doing this for a long time. We got we got a ways to go. And if I sound tired, it's because I am, but I'm going to have a double shot of coffee here soon. <laughs> double shot, like, you know, we're pouring the vodka already. I'm going to go on air. I was playing. Um, we're going to get some espresso in me. We're going we're gonna to get some that caffeine going. And uh, we're going we're gonna to keep covering these Panthers. So until next time, I'm Ellis Williams, signing off of Panther Tracks. Thanks for listening, y'all, and take care. <laughs>